Hey everyone, and welcome to the Thought Plantation podcast. Your host, Giovanni, is joined by myself, uh, Hone, because um, he really couldn't get anyone else to join. <laughs> that is not true. That is actually, not true. I've well, just been lazy. Yeah. I haven't actually asked anyone to be on the podcast. So. No, it's because it's a lockdown. Yeah, well, there was always Skype. Yeah, and I yeah just, true. Yeah, so it's actually on me that I haven't actually gotten a guest. But, you know, you're always welcome on the podcast. <laughs> so that's all good. Oh, man. So it's been a long four weeks, mm. right? It's been a long four weeks. So lo- Has it been yeah. like four weeks yet? Well, it's coming up to four it's weeks. Almost, so yeah. the lockdown started in March, March 26th, I yeah, think. I think so, yep. And, man, what 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 did you think about it, you know? leading up to it because we kind of got a sense that something was going to happen did you think it was going to be a lockdown um i didn't really think um too much about it i guess i was just going on what the pm was saying <laughs> and stuff i know that they didn't want um there to be a lockdown or they weren't keen to start a lockdown because um um i think they wanted Oh, not, they didn't want to, but they were looking at Singapore. How we're we're pretty similar yeah, to Singapore, yeah. um, and how they didn't they didn't fully lock down things, and so they 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 wanted they they were thinking maybe that would go down that. They were that looking path. at other countries, obviously, who yeah. had already been hit by the coronavirus. Yeah, but but this that was before like we we saw how how really horrific and um yeah just bad. Yeah, I think we get. already I think we already knew the impacts of the coronavirus like before it even hit our shores. I mean looking at china and all that it was quite a quite obvious that if it was when it spread because before it even came to us it was already a pandemic yeah well it was, it was already going to be bad but i feel like we we kind of um we kind of just expected it to be bad in china i don't know because we 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 know that it's one of the more densely populated areas and and be really easy to get for like a disease to I mean, go aside aside from it being highly you know dense highly populated and dense. Dense, it, yeah. it is where the virus started. Densely populated. I'm just splitting two words, in, like one word into two. Dense and populated. Densely populated. Um, And plus, that's where it started. So yeah. obviously it was going to be yeah, you massive. Can't, you can't really I mean, they locked down, down an country. entire city, though. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's big enough. A city that's bigger than New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't remember the exact population for Wuhan. Wuhan, Wuhan, Wuhan. <laughs> Gosh. I don't, yeah, Wuhan. Wuhan. That's how it's spelled. But, but it's, but it's definitely more than the population of New Zealand. So if you can imagine having to close down an entire city, I mean, just watching it leading up to where we are now, it was quite a, quite a scary thing to see, mm. actually. So when the prime minister announced that we were going to lock down, did you watch it live? Um, I don't think so. I did. I think I was. I, I was at oh, work. Oh yes, yes, yeah, we did. Yeah, we're we're home. I didn't. I didn't expect our government to act this quickly. To be honest, yeah. I thought. I thought that they would have bided their time a little bit longer, and I thought that they were going to wait and see how things progressed overseas. And I was pleasantly surprised when the prime minister announced that we're going into. Well, they started talking about stages and levels of mm, yeah. of how they're going to sh- slowly shut down the um the country um to sort of help stem the spread of the coronavirus and to be honest that's i th- i feel that was the right move i feel that at that time not really knowing what could have happened but going on the evidence of what other countries had been experiencing because i think at that time italy had is it Italy or Spain yeah, or Italy? Italy had been hit quite bad, and it was sort of like peaking at the time in Italy, yeah. where just yeah. people were dying left, right, center. I feel like that's when we started like taking it yeah. seriously. I yeah. think. I think when it hit that peak, yeah. then they 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 made that call, and at the time I wasn't sure what to expect from it, and you know, I was being <laughs> I was thinking real selfishly, like, oh. As long as they keep, you know, McDonald's open and as long as they keep the fast food <laughs> stores open, I, I'll be mm-hmm. okay. I can I can spend four weeks at home, you know. And then, <laughs> but the other stupid thing was I'm 
you know, as a nurse, I didn't get to stay home, actually. Yeah, true. So really nothing drastically changed for me in terms of work and things like that. So that was, yeah. So my, so I guess back to the question, the initial reaction to the lockdown, I was pleasantly surprised that the government had moved this quickly. Mm. And obviously, you know, fast forward four weeks um, from that time, from March, and the results speak for itself, really. Yeah. Well, Stabilized. the benefit of hindsight, I guess. We, we, we didn't think it could get this. No, they, they projected things, I think, by the first week i think the first week of lockdown they're expecting like ten thousand or or so cases mm. um but i don't know after i think what was the i don't think we actually hit a hundred cases in a day i know we were sitting at the 90s and the high 90s and then the high 80s but i don't think we actually broke a hundred then i think week three hit and then things mm. slowly started getting better and better of lockdown during lockdown yeah. yeah yeah so i think yeah yeah. in hindsight everything looks good but i think the government had to take a stance and make a decision about what they wanted to do and it's paying off so mm -hmm. i guess i'm saying because i didn't vote well for, i mean i didn't vote yeah. for um labor but i think this was a very good policy that they yeah. put through and you know i mean i mean it, it depends on what you think is good i mean it's good for everyone's health i mean yeah. we're not like all getting sick and dying but i know there's like people that um are losing businesses and like probably yeah. like i don't know yeah so that's, a lot that's of another thing eh? that that's another thing that. i was thinking i mean we'll put the health side health stuff to the side which is obviously doing well and what really starts to interest me after the first week of lockdown was the impact it would have on the New Zealand society, primarily businesses and just the general things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, pretty much a majority of people were told to go home, don't come back to work. Mm -hmm. Let's see how things roll in the next three weeks. And I don't know whether we've seen the full impact of the lockdown yet. I think only time will tell, yeah. but I'm assuming, looking at all the all the data that's come through so far in terms of um, the increases in people applying for job seeker benefits, yeah. the amount of uh, businesses that are you know reporting that they are going to most likely shut down, the loss of jobs, it's. I think it's going to be a very scary thought once we get on top of the coronavirus and for example once we find a vaccine and things start to get a little bit better yeah i'm concerned about what society is going to look like after that because a recession is something that they played around i mean they sort of talked about it at the very beginning no one's really talking about it now as far as i know i mean the word gets thrown around here and there yeah. but at the very beginning a lot of people were talking about a, a recession because of this lockdown yeah it's and that's going to be pretty bad so that's one of my biggest concerns once everything starts to settle you know once the dust starts to settle is what is new zealand yeah, going to look like, like you know yeah. and working primarily in mental health i'm not looking forward to the amount of um increases in sort of mental health issues yeah. because of financial stressors be because pretty, of psychosocial stressors yeah i mean I think they, they're talking about um, domestic violence having gone up. Mm. I mean, they, they predicted domestic violence was going to go up during the lockdown. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I would assume they were correct. No, yeah, they are. Um, I, well, I saw a news article that said that um, it's definitely um, increased. And you could see it. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's, that's, that's going to be a really sad thing because once we get over this trauma, obviously there's going to be new trauma happening after the lockdown which is all of this stuff mm. you know um and i don't know do you think our country can sort of take that can it sort of sustain uh, i mean we're just watching the news today and they're talking about you know retail jobs they're, they're saying like 50 percent of retail jobs are most likely going to be axed mm. you know yeah that's 50 yeah. percent so yeah that's you so know much. and then you look at places like queenstown you know who who use a lot of that you know um industry 
Um, just it, just everywhere in New Zealand. So that's, you know, I, I guess I'm just mine. My mind is blown at that prediction that 50% of our retail is going mm. to be Wait, is gone. retail in, um, including hospitality or is that different? I think or do you mean I hospitality? Think, I think it's also hospitality mm. too. I think it's inclusive. All of those things. Yeah. You, yeah. It re- Regardless of whether it is or not, even re- even if you split up retail and hospitality, hospitality is screwed, mm. you know? So sad, yeah. You know? So... It's, I think yeah, when, I, because people are talking about, you know, oh, when, when the virus is over, when lockdown is over, you know, things going to go back to normal. No, the reality no. is there ain't no normal no more, you know? And I'm sorry to sound like a big bummer at the moment, but these are sort of things that people need to realize that may happen. Yeah. Well, th- that is going we, to happen. We sorry. Don't, we don't know. We've never, this never happened before. So yeah. we won't. We I mean, what's actually... the closest thing you can compare this to? I mean, I mean, people say, you know, wars and things like that, but mm. you know, even yeah. in the war, people were able to go around, you know, I guess. Mm, I don't know. I don't think it's that. as bad as a war, <laughs> I think. I don't think it's, I, I don't think, I think a war would be worse. I think, yeah, I think a war would be worse because you can't really control, um, I don't know, a bomb. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you can't control a virus it, either. Yeah. You, can, you can't control you can a virus either. You can stay home. And, well, you can, um, you can, you can um, decrease the likelihood of you catching the virus by staying yeah, home. Yeah, um, but I think in a war, staying home, I think a bomb wouldn't give two shits whether you're at home yeah, or not. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you're right. It, that oh, yeah. Could, that's worse. If you had to choose one. Um, I think, yeah. I choose it's, none. <laughs> it's pretty bad. They're both pretty. Yeah, pretty they're both bad, pretty bad. Know. Sorry, that was a stupid. I know. Question. Like, what the? Hell? <laughs> so you know, um, leading up, leading up to the lockdown, um, actually, actually, let's let's talk about you know during the four weeks of the lockdown, you've been spending all that time at home with the kids because obviously uni's um been canned. I mean, there's still online stuff. Mm. Kids haven't been I'm able to go to school. Yeah. How's it sort of affected you in terms of um four weeks being at home? Um, it's 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 been quite an experience. I, I um, cuz usually I I'm able to study while the kids are um are at school. Um, but yeah, it's been really t- it's been really <laughs> tough. I I I'm, I've been lucky though cuz my sis um yeah, my sister's here and she's um been helping she's been so helpful um but yeah i think but i think that i'm also lucky because that is my only complaint i i I have access to the internet and i have you know food and a home and stuff Mm. so i'm pretty i'm pretty lucky to have that as my only complaint no no for sure i mean there are a lot of people who are in lockdown at the moment still and kind of are struggling you know Mm. and you know i think about the kids who use school as a as a way to escape from all the troubles at home you I know, know and yeah now they didn't yeah. have don't have access they to that and they can't. i guess for me on a personal level there was because i was still part of those essential services my life was impacted quite well i say minor but i guess in terms of a routine things mm. hadn't really changed because i still had to get up and go to work and i still had to do the work that I'm getting paid to do, which mm. I'm not complaining about. I'm very lucky. Yeah, There's a lot of people so out true. there who are so going to come out of this lockdown unemployed. So I find myself very lucky, very privileged to be in the position I am now. But mm. I guess the biggest change was having to be very mindful of, like even more so of what I was doing, you know, what I was touching, you know, um, what places I was going, the people I was interacting with. And mm-hmm. purely because I didn't want to bring the virus home, yeah. you know, I mean, that would be the one of the worst things I think someone would, you know, who's working in an essential service yeah. Um, yeah. are thinking about, you know, they're thinking of the people at home and their family, things like that, you know, and I think we what we did was pretty good. And I'm sure a lot of other people did that where, you know, since we get home, close off, you know, straight into the mm-hmm. washing machine jump straight into the shower yeah. and even if you're going out just to the shops as soon as you get back yeah close off straight into the shower you know t- taking all the necessary precautions mm. um i've never been cleaner ever <laughs> in my entire life 
during these four weeks. Oh my God. You know, showering twice a day, <laughs> washing my hair twice a day, mm. you know. I mean, it, it's been really good. It's been you know? great. It's, <laughs> I'm sure for you it's been amazing, you know. Um, but it's it's one of those things where I think a lot of people's lives are not going to be the same after this because with things being so limited and the restrictions that the government's put on you for, for, for safety reasons, you know, I think a lot of the things that we took for granted or that a lot of the things that we sort of didn't think were as important um, are much more obvious now family and stuff like that because yeah. listen i i love takeaways but you know four weeks in no takeaways <laughs> you know i mean i haven't lost any weight but I, <laughs> I, I can live without takeaways you know what i mean you know so yeah i, I haven't had that issue <laughs> I'm, I'm not craving any <laughs> well, takeaway well you still had access but to I, chocolate I do so have, yeah yeah that's true so that's not fair <laughs> because you know the the supermarkets and stuff oh man you know what i also feel bad of i kind of feel bad and kind of don't feel bad is is going to the supermarket so this is another personal thing that sort mm -hmm. of impacted me during the lockdown is at pack and save obviously essential services get priority you go to the front of the line you show your id and you walk straight in mm -hmm. and i remember going the first time i actually got um someone from work to come with me <laughs> um, i'm not going to name his name but because <laughs> you went on um, work time <laughs> But we wanted to just test it. We wanted to just test to see what it was like, and because mm. it was like the first day, they just announced that you know that you, that foodstuffs had just announced that um, essential service services can go through priority early. Access. Oh yep. yeah, priority access. And we kind of went in, and we we're kind of just like, man, if we get bounced, there's going to be like sixty people watching us <laughs> get bounced at the front of the line. Um, man, you got such a but waste it, of time. <laughs> no, you needed to test these things out, man, because. You know, I mean, if you're going to catch the coronavirus, it was going to be at a place like the supermarket, mm, you know? Yeah. I mean, the only other large, you know, large gathering place. Mm. The only, oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the only ones, yeah. You know, so, so yeah, I mean, we went in, you know, and I, and I felt really bad because, you know, these, every morning when I go to work, I have to drive by Pack and Save, and people are lining up even before it's, it's open. even open. Oh, and true. so the Pack and Save on Lincoln Road, if you know... If you know where Lincoln Road is and the big pack and save that's on there, the line literally runs all the way down through the car park on the right side and goes all the way down to Rathgar. And that is a long line. Let me tell you, it is a long freaking line. You know, people out there in the rain, people out there in shitty weather. It's it's really it's really sad. It kind of makes you it, it's kind of like a scene from like. You know, what are those old movies where it shows like um, those communist states where people are lining up for like handouts and foods and stuff like that? Kind of, yeah. kind of reminds me of that, that scene. But um, yeah, but I, it's I mean it's for a good reason. Yeah, obviously. yeah, obviously, um, obviously it's for a good reason. And, and you know, uh, yeah, I think it's it's good that um, you know, um, health professionals and other essential, essential, essential workers um get pretty. Oh yeah, no, because, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, if if you I don't... mean all the obvious reasons, but also like you don't want them to like um, put other other shoppers at risk. You don't want to catch it from them as well. Well, I mean, for the people who didn't like it, you you know maybe you should have worked in an essential service then. Stop just <laughs> complaining about everything. The only be the <laughs> people who don't, <laughs> the people who don't like it are the people who complain about everything. Mm. I'm, I'm making I a general so. statement here, but I stand by it still. Hater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional <laughs> hater, man. Mm. I'm a professional hater. Man. So, you know, leading up to the lockdown, you know, when they announced it, did you think of how you would prepare? Um, not, not really. I mean, because we already knew or it was obvious that they wouldn't be closing supermarkets and stuff. I think that was the main concern, like making sure that we had enough food because we have like a bunch of kids here. And I guess like, our concern at the time was the potential because I think everyone had that fear that food would run out. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, everyone did. But um, having said that, we we didn't really like over over pre prepare um, no. in terms of shopping and stuff. Um, what what did we do? We, I mean, we already had a 
you know, a stock oh, yeah. of we, canned food we anyway. Do have a stock but I, I, I did a mini shop. So before yeah. it was even announced that it was gonna be on that it was going to be locked down. New Zealand was gonna get locked down. I had gone to the shop the day before and bought some stuff, kind kind of in anticipation that things were gonna sort of get a bit yeah. hairy. Mm. And this is where my sort of paranoia started kicking in. You know, it's like, oh shit, we gotta go buy food. You know, it's gonna run out. Mm. But I, I didn't bulk buy. No, and I no, guess people at the time had already started bulk buying. Yeah, not the toilet paper, mind you, like sensible oh. things. Oh my gosh. You know, we're not Australians. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't so eat toilet paper. You know, on, on a side note, do you see that some of the shops... They did do that here, though. <laughs> well, not, just not, not, not not to that degree, though. <laughs> not to the degree where we actually ran out of toilet paper. Maybe maybe for like we one did. or two days. Yeah. But then people eased off while as Australia just kind of just started ramping it up more and more mm-hmm. and more. I think people just started realizing that toilet paper, you don't really need it in, a, in an <laughs> you apocalypse. You it. I guess you can get some fiber from it, maybe, but <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't think you get nutrients oh, from gosh. it. <laughs> but no, no. If you're desperate, yeah, sure. But we didn't go that far. But you know, I I think we didn't. the The issue was is that we didn't know what was going to happen. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people went straight for the extreme. You know, the world. You know, it fucking anarchy is going to happen. Society's going to shut down. People are going to lose their minds, mm-hmm. rioting, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, it didn't happen that way. And I think movies hype the shit up a little bit too much, which a lot of people, you know, yeah. try and relate to the thing that they know the most and the most that they know about a major sort of world-ending event is what, what they see in the movies, you know? And mm-hmm. what you see in movies is people looting, people rioting, people I killing mean, each other hurting each that other also robbing. happens in real life though to you be know, fair <laughs> well it didn't happen here i'm no, talking about new zealand no. in particular yeah. you know I, i'm not sure about other countries who knows it may have australia may have had a mini sort of mini war of a toilet paper who knows but you know it's um i did <laughs> in terms of can we talk about preparation right i did have a chat with my friend lj who was on the podcast um I think a second podcast or well, one of the earlier podcasts and um we kind of were talking about like what would happen if things went down downhill very quickly and we kind of just stood there's like you know if shit went down what would we do so we kind of devised a plan we kind of devised a plan that we'd both go into the waitakere ranges which is sort of far out into the to the bush um he'll leave a <laughs> a fishing rod outside his house for me to pick up on the way there and we would, you know, grab all our essentials, go, and then go bush, you know, because I, th- cause That's I think hilarious. <laughs> because we could we could survive for a long time just fishing, you know, and and yeah, you know, I mean, it's just I I can't imagine you going out in the bush. You can't imagine me. I've gone bush, man. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can know. camp. We don't even have a tent. We, we have, don't like, have, we have You the can kids just tents. sleep in the car. Yeah, just sleep yeah, in the car. True, you know. But it was like it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, if this is gonna happen, we're gonna do this, do this, do this. Um, none <laughs> of that good. eventuated. Good. It's good to, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I mean, none of that eventuated, but you know. Thank goodness. Thank yes, <laughs> yes, thank goodness. And and I'm sort of, I'm, I'm sort of glad, and I'm really glad, you know, um, that things are slowly, um, but surely easing up. I'm still expecting another spike at some point. I mean, when the restrictions start to ease up and people start to go out into public again, um, I expect a slight increase. Mm. And I'm, I'm we, going we, to be interested. We do see it in different... It has happened in other countries, like in, mm. in Japan, um, Hokkaido or something. Yeah. So what happened in, What happened there? Um, uh, I think they went into lockdown for a while. It was They went in early and it was all good until they... They came out again. I think it might have been a bit too early, or they they should have just stayed longer. And um, it started to spike again. A massive spike. Um, I think it. There were like no new cases, and then, and then went out of lockdown. It was like a hundred new cases that week or something, mm. something like that. Not entirely sure, but yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that 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 could 
happen yeah but that, that's what i mean like we're really lucky um new zealand because we we weren't the first hit so we actually mm. had the benefit of like looking at the other countries and seeing what happened and being able to plan from that and yeah it really sucks being them the, the guinea pigs i guess well, they're not really the guinea pigs. They were just the unfortunate countries that got hit first. Yeah, you know? but it's no one's they fault. They ended up being guinea pigs for everyone else because we, yeah, you know, we based our th- our stuff on their misfortunes. I, I don't know if I'd call them guinea pigs, though. I'd, no, they're not. I mean, I mean, I, essentially, po- that's what they became because we we used their example. Uh, yeah, they're not. Okay, I guess because not, not using, pigs, using the word guinea else. pigs to me, it sounds like it's intent. You're intentionally yeah. putting them in, in into that position, but the reality is, it was random acts of people who didn't know they had the virus traveling back to that country. Yes, I guess. But what yeah. what people should be looking at is the response. You know, the responses to how each country dealt with it and who's coming on top. Now, Italy, unfortunately, may have left things too late during that time. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they didn't really have any examples. I mean, like, we only I mean, saw China. And you they, don't really they need an example down. of how to try and manage a pandemic. I think, I mean, this isn't the first pandemic that's happened in the world. You know? Um, what? But it's been, yeah. It's been a long time, sure. And, and technology and medicine has advanced so much since... Um, was it the influenza? 1912? 1918. Yeah. 1918? Influenza? I mean, yeah, 1918. Um, 1918, yeah. I mean, there, there are other, um, like, SARS, MERS, yeah, but those, and stuff like that. Those weren't counted as pandemics, though. Were, uh, SARS was. Um, um, Ebola wasn't. Epidemics, they were? Pandemics? No, no. were um, they pandemics? I don't, I don't think they were. I know were SARS pandemic. was a pandemic. Bird? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's been heaps of stuff, you know, um, viruses that sort of, mm. yeah, no, almost no, no. almost they, put they weren't, entire yeah. countries on hold. Yeah. I guess Definitely Ebola, SARS. SARS, bird flu, swine flu, mm. you know, um, but none as bad as um, the influenza. And no, way more deaths. Yeah. So there's a but, there's a guy on on the internet. I can't remember which exact um site, but he kind of shows you a graph, like like a time time um, graph where he starts at a certain date and he runs multiple viruses at the same time and showing the amount of deaths that happen mm. on a day-by-day basis and the influenza is just way way yeah. above yeah. like like i don't think but people really can comprehend well well nowadays can't comprehend the amount of deaths that happen mm. during that time it was scary i feel like um those were different times and we don't have the luxuries that we do today to be able to combat viruses and stuff like that um well i think being more sanitary and stuff i mean the 1918 yeah no i think we knew Mm. what what yeah i'm probably thinking like more further back i think we didn't have like i think the thing is is that it, it doesn't matter like in what technical age you are if a new virus hits and there's no vaccine for it it, it's going to be impactful it is going Mm -hmm. to negatively impact that country and if a vaccine isn't found quickly then obviously it becomes worse and worse it's further compounded by governments not acting and stupid people not giving two shits about you know you know um looking after themselves and looking after everyone else you know i think there's a lot of factors that go into how pandemics and epidemics sort of spread and become worse. And also, um, like information, um, yeah, spreading the spread of information. But we're but, really lucky. But but I agree. Right in terms, like you, you'd much rather, you know, try and you know figure out um, how to deal with it in this day and age rather than in 1918. Yeah, yeah. Because mostly because I guess. If you chuck the coronavirus, then, you mm-hmm. know, um, it could have been a yeah. lot more worse. Yeah. There's the thing yeah, that the influenza wasn't, um, uh, you know, it, it affected everyone quite severely as compared to the coronavirus, which sort of unfortunately impacted the elderly more severely mm-hmm. and, and people who had, risk. yeah, um, you know, and people who also had underlying health conditions yeah. as well. So 
yeah, I mean, it's really sad. It's really sad to sort of see all these things that happen because I was listening to, I think I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember which one at the top of my head, but it was with someone whose parent, elderly parent, had got the virus. And they talked a lot about not really the trauma of him getting the virus, but the trauma of them not being able to be with them. Right. So yeah. when when I think it was this lady's father who got it, and as soon as he got tested, um, he was tested positive, he was immediately rushed into ICU. He had shortness of breath. He had all the sort of symptoms that things weren't going well. Um, and the family couldn't see him at all because of the risk of them catching it as well. So I think that's one of the saddest things about this virus, you know? And I guess, yeah, mo- you know, most viruses really... that I feel like a lot of the people who did pass away, unfortunately, went without, you know, the family yeah, next to them and the alone. people they cared about the most. So, well, yeah, yeah. You know, and I hope that sort of it should be a message to a lot of people not to be dickheads and just, you know, pissing mm. about. Because, you, you know, Every now and then, it hasn't happened as much as I thought it would, but every now and then you have some dickhead in the news walking around, spitting on people, saying he's got oh the coronavirus, gosh. coughing on people on purpose. You know, those are the yeah. kind of guys that just need a freaking uppercut to the mouth, man. Honestly. You know, I mean, you think that in a time like this, it'd bring yeah. people closer together. It'll bring, you know, um, people to realize how important certain things are and how fragile life really is um but some people take it as an opportunity to be absolute dicks mm. i mean i think for the most part everyone's um being good um no no it, overall thoughtful. for sure overall things but, have been yeah there's, much, there's much a better. very few mm, idiots mm. yeah better than uh, a few is better than a lot so that's all right so we're coming to i think we will be because what's today today is What's the date today? 17th. The 17th of April. And we will most likely be going into level three in the next couple of days, maybe. Mm, maybe Monday. We, we don't know, but yeah. What, what are you looking forward to the most? I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know about the particulars of what is going to be um, eased in terms of the restrictions. Um, but I do know takeaways are going to be open. <laughs> so I am super stoked about that. Are you looking forward to anything after lockdown? Um, not really. Eh? I don't. I don't really. Uh, I don't really know. I'm such a homebody. <laughs> I, I was just I thinking really that too. I was just thinking that too. Lockdown. You know, like when um, oh, that's what I was about to say before. <laughs> I was about to say, you know, when they announced lockdown and and she was explaining, it's like you can't go anywhere, you can't interact with people, <laughs> you just need to stay home in your bubbles, and you know, stay home and save lives. And I was just thinking to myself. My life isn't going to change whatsoever. (laughs) We do this anyway. We stay at home and we don't interact with people. (laughs) So we we actually are, again, very fortunate that this played very well into our our lifestyle. Because imagine if it was the other way around. Like, oh, you need to get out. You need to be active. You need to be doing this. I'll be like, no, I'm just, no, I, I would struggle. The good thing is I, I can imagine we have, as a nation, become more fitter because of all the walking that everyone's been doing, which is awesome. <laughs> what, walking? <laughs> well, walking. Well, well you know, um, people who have been, you know, iso- been in isolation. Not in isolation. Sorry, I mean, who, I haven't who've been, been walking. walking. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking about us. <laughs> you, you've walked mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, like, little, tiny bit. Oh, yeah, like I actually twice, went on, a, on, a, on two bike rides. Two yeah, bike rides in four true. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been on none, so whatever. It's all good. <laughs> so bad. No, but like, is there? I guess, I guess for us, it wouldn't really change, would it? I mean, once we hit down to level three, my biggest concern will be about the schools, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, and whether the schools are going to be reopened and and whether we're yeah. going to be comfortable sending our children back to school, which and, I guess a lot of parents will be thinking about too. And teachers, teachers are teachers actually too. already. Um, co- complaining or something that that they're, they're mm. just going to end up being um babysitters or something when they don't need to be or when they're putting themselves at risk yeah i um, mean i mean let's face it teachers are babysitters still 
Mm. I mean, that's not their their main role, but they are babysitting. You know, while well, mm. the kids are at school. Mm. But I think a lot of it is to do with allowing. I mean, I mean, depending on what the restrictions that are lifted at the time, but it would allow people to get back to work and maybe jumpstart the economy again. You know, mm. and if children aren't going back to school and a lot of people out there don't have people to care for their children if they had to go back to work, it becomes very difficult. You know, I mean, we're lucky that you're able to stay at home, look after the kids and I can go to work still. Yeah. But there's a lot of, you know, single parents out there, you know, who would probably love to go back to work, but are finding it difficult to identify yeah, people to come into true. their bubble or who are or have no one in their bubble yeah. who can actually look after their kids so true. i think schools will, will be a good and a bad thing you know yeah, and, and i guess really i don't tough. know what the percentage would be of yeah. the good and bad we need to, they need to like take all of that into account mm. like it's i don't know it's a really tough situation yeah it is you can't yeah we're just stuck yeah yeah and I don't know what, how comfortable I'd be sending my kid back to school. Yeah. You no, know? I, I'm not. I wouldn't. I mean, yeah. Are we making a decision right now? We're not sending kids <laughs> back to school. I now. mean, I'm not comfortable with it. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, New Zealand's getting really good. Um, But I, I'm just, I'll be worried once we start letting people in um, through the, our borders. I don't think, I think that's going to be one of the last things they're going to lift. I know, but that's what I mean. That, like... If if borders remain closed, I wouldn't be I wouldn't mind so much them going mm-hmm. around, um, as long as like the numbers are are really. Because what is our? Because our at the moment we have, the only people allowed back into the country are New Zealand citizens, I think. Yeah. So no foreigners at the moment. There's, there's a restriction on people coming in. Um, or uh, haven't presently. they? Um, haven't they closed it down as well? Like no flight. Like. No, I think no if you're a New Zealand people? citizen, you can you can come back. Oh. Only if you're a citizen. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of um, within New Zealand. Like, we, we can't. There's no flights well, within rega- New Zealand. Yeah. Regardless of that, I mean, whether there's actual flights that's still around to bring someone back is another story, you know, because that's another business or, or industry that's going to be absolutely wrecked yeah. by the end of this, the travel industry, yeah. you know? I mean, they're talking, wait, what are they talking about? Like 60, 70% people having to be laid off. No, something yeah. How many? It's really bad. Airline companies that's gonna go under. You know, I mean, it's, jeez. So sad. I can't think of anything positive right now of to say about this. Um, this time. Um, we're alive. Yes. Cases are dropping. Yes. Yes. Okay. Those are good things. True. I'm hoping people have become closer with their family. <laughs> or the opposite. Or the opposite. <laughs> Being stuck. <in laughs> yeah. It, it's yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, people have um, become closer to God mm. as well. I guess it's it's one one thing people mm. could do. They could find religion. People tend to always find religion if there's a if, if death is knocking on their door. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it works like that. Is it a bad? Is that a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I think I would be the same. I think if I was dying, I'd like to think there was. I mean, I do believe in God. Sorry, sorry, I'm just doing the sound of the cross now. <laughs> I apologize, Jesus. But you know, I mean, yeah. If you weren't a believer, <laughs> if, if I weren't a believer, if I was agnostic, for example, and didn't really think I believe that. But I, I guess if you were sitting, and we're kind of going off topic here a little bit, but that's okay. You know, that if you kind of were sitting in that realm of you don't believe in, you know, a higher power, you kind of already agreed or sort of come to terms that when you die, nothing's going to happen, you know? And compare, if you had to compare going to heaven or, or you know, or nothing happening or going to hell, you know? Mm. <laughs> you know, kind of. Yeah. The uh, empty abyss. Maybe. Who knows? Um yeah, it's I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was just a little rant on my part. So, during this into well, 
I'm, I'm saying it like it's like the coronavirus is done. It's not done. We're just coming to the end of our lockdown, which we may probably go back to lockdown if numbers go back up again. But at the moment, four weeks in, coming into a period where we're most likely going to go into level three, restrictions are going to be eased off. People are going to try to get back to some sense of normality. What things have you learned during this time? Um, our PM is pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> she's like, definitely the yeah. face you want, right? She's definitely, she's definitely become a much more better person in my books, for sure. I could not imagine Simon Bridges managing things mm. at all. Yeah, no. in the same I think, way. Yeah, yeah. I think Auntie Cindy did a good job. Yeah, I think I think I think so far, there's not a lot of things I can think at the top of my head that she could have done a lot more better. Yeah, I mean there are more there are people out there who have a much more better political sense than I do, but from a you know, but yeah. I count myself as the your average person yeah. out there. Yeah, you know, and as someone who's not as big of a Labour fan, I think this Prime Minister is actually doing a pretty good job. Mm. You know. So she gets my um my tick of approval for as much as that's worth, which yeah. is probably less than nothing. <laughs> yeah. But she gets it anyway. There you go, Auntie Cindy. If you're listening to this podcast, you have my tick of approval. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty I, I, I doubt impossible, that. Impossible, but cool. I doubt cool. that highly. <laughs> but the, there, I said it. You know, um, I'm happy with the, how things are going at the moment. Mm. But like I said... I think the real the real work will have to come once everything's eased off. Yeah. What what are you what did you what do you think? What has um What what have I sort of learnt during this time? Yeah. Um hmm. I guess one of the things I have come to realise I, I kinda said it earlier already, I can live without takeaways. Um and also, how unhealthy my diet is. Like, I kind of knew how unhealthy my diet is, but it's it's pretty bad, really? you know? Surprising. <laughs> no, I, it's, I, I guess it was more obvious. It's more obvious now yeah. that, you know, I mean, yeah, it's just so bad. So diet's really bad. Also, um, I've realized how people can come together in a mm. time of crisis and yeah. how bonds can become stronger. Um, and the example I'm going to give is how my family have started their their exercise routine twice a day, yeah. which I totally failed at doing, even <laughs> yeah. though I was super keen at the very beginning to do. That's you know? really cool. That's really good. Um, but so what, what my family has started doing was um, to keep in touch with everyone and also to keep fit is that they they have virtual uh, how would you call it virtual um fitness um classes yeah yeah i, I guess know. so like they, they 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 run their own um their own um fitness classes yeah. they each where take turns. E yeah each person each member of the group takes a turn leading them in some form of exercise mm. exercise whether it's cardio weights um i think my cousin stan did yoga I didn't know Stan knew yoga. Good on him. <laughs> you know, um, I there's also, you know, really cool. They got an article in um, TP Plus on mm. on we, on yeah. Facebook. That's so cool. you guys should go check that out. Um, so you know, so it's that's one of the things that I know that people have learned. But I guess, I guess for me, well, I guess one of the prof. If I had to talk about one thing that I noticed, or I don't know if it can say learnt, but what, something that I've really noticed is the amount of responsibility nurses have, you mm -hmm. know? And during this time, I've noticed that with the world could be going to shit, right? The world could be going to shit. We still have to go to work. Mm, true. When you are given your registration you get your nurse's medal you're given quite a big responsibility 
in caring for people who ultimately can't care for themselves, you know? So, I mean, I kind of, I mean, we, as nurses, we kind of already know that, you know, we're, we're in the front lines, regardless of what's going on in the world. We're doing things for people all the time. Mm. But it's times like this where the whole country has come to a standstill, mm. you know? We still have to go on. And looking at the empty streets, you know, um, the empty, you know, just, just places that's usually quite full of people and being empty and we're still having to go and do work, it really puts a lot of stuff into perspective for me where of just how important our work is yeah you know um regardless of whether you want to do it or not you know so people who want to sort of do nursing just remember you will be have to be the one to not stay home and have a you know quote-unquote full-week holiday you're gonna have to get up every morning put yourself on the front line continue to do the work that you're trained to do help people save ultimately save people's lives and put your life at risk at the same time you know and yeah it's, it's just it's just one of those moments that kind of hit me i think week 2 maybe mm. week 2 about just and I guess all people, you know, not just nurses, by the way, you know, I'm talking about everyone in essential services. Same thing with police, same thing mm. with, you know, um, doctors, you know, everyone else in hospitals. It really, it, it's a privilege as well. Mm. You know, it, it is also a very... one word, um, heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. like for real, yeah. They, they put themselves... Yeah. In... I mean, I don't like using that word. I mean, but, but I think they, people, it, I think there are there are amazing people out there doing amazing things. Um, and, you know, but at the same time, there are people who aren't in essential services doing amazing things as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, true. it's not necessarily just us doing stuff. I mean, people, people who have kept to the lockdown protocols and stayed home actually are doing amazing work, too. Just doing something. And, you know, can't emphasize this enough. Staying home actually makes a really big fucking difference. Mm -hmm. You know? The reason why our numbers are so good, the reason why things have gone so well the way it's gone, the reason why we're starting to look at things now going back into less restrictions on our lives is because people listened and abided by the lockdown um, lockdown protocol, you know? And that in itself is amazing, you know? Four million people here in New Zealand, a lot of them, what, 80%, 90% of them having to stay home, mm -hmm. you know? That's, that's not an easy task, you know? But we're reaping the benefits now, you know? So that, that's amazing in itself. So people can come together, you know? I think people can can um get their shit done mm. you know when it needs to yeah it's mm. been good it's been good seeing that yeah so any final thoughts on um on the entire events that's happened so far um not really i mean i guess just worried about the the recession and that does not really and we, yeah we've already touched on it but mm. we'll have to see yeah just, we'll have to yeah, see when it know. comes um and we're gonna just have to deal with it like um we're dealing with things now you mm. know i think our i think the hard times aren't gonna end though when when we find a a vaccine mm. Why? What do you mean? I mean, the recession and everything. I think things oh, yeah. are just going... To, we're going to have to face new challenges um, after this, you know? Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm very confident that as a people, not just New Zealand, I think as a whole, as, as a human, as a human, you know, um, the human race does have the potential to step up to the plate and, 
you know, do the things that are necessary, mm-hmm. you know. And talk about New Zealand in particular, I think we definitely have the motivation and um I guess well I guess yeah we we got we got what we need to sort of conquer that as well you know and I think we will I think we will I think New Zealand will come out quite on top of everything comparatively to other countries so just another reason why it's so we're so lucky to be living here as well mm. you know yeah so yeah that's that's I guess all I have to really say about that really you got anything final to say? Um, I just, just just hope that people who need that extra support in whatever way that they know that they can reach out and um, ask for it. Yeah. Um, like for whatever it is, there's always people there that they can help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it just because we haven't had any great difficulty during this time doesn't mean others haven't. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, so yeah. Things will things will get better though. I think things will slowly get better. Um we just need to keep pushing forward. So yeah, we'll um we'll end the episode there I guess. Thanks everyone for listening that was, in. That was such a downer. <laughs> I feel like this episode was such a downer. Like what? It's, it's what positives honesty. do we have? We said some positives, but I think we're <laughs> keeping it um, reality based. Hmm. You know, I think we're keeping it reality based. So people need to be optimistic yet hmm. realistic. Yeah, I'm gonna put that on the t-shirt. You need to be <laughs> okay. optimistic but realistic. Realistic but optimistic. Uh, we'll we'll work on the wording later on <laughs> but yeah listen we appreciate you guys um taking your time to listen to us um mumble through all these different points uh you can find more episodes on our spotify at the thought plantation podcast um you can also follow us on instagram and facebook at the thought plantation podcast um like i said we really appreciate you guys tuning in and um we'll catch you guys on the next one thank you thank you thank you for having me despite having no choice <laughs> <laughs>